Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I know, I know. They're like, bro, you on a Zoom link again? Yeah. But guess what? I don't sound as stuffy. My energy levels are through the roof. Magicmind.co forward slash chingo got my mental clarity and focus next level. This is RPT. Red Piltamal is the fastest growing. We are a thorn in the side of the establishment. The last thing they want is a whole bunch of just whoever's listening. It's not just Latinos. It's not just Mexican-Americans. It's common sense folk who love their country and they start to get concerned because they get squeezed from every different angle. I'm your host, Chingo Bling, the Masa Messiah, the Tamale Kingpin, Mr. RPT himself, alongside DJ producer Big Rob. How's it going, Captain? Ultra Mega Captain. Hey, man. Uh, I met a lot of members of the Tia in Denver. Uh, they represented heavy. So many, so many members of the Tia were in the building, bro. That's awesome. Did you by chance see um, Fresco Kicks' post in, in one of the channels? I think it was, for whatever, he must have forgot he was in RPT Questions. He posted it in there. And it was like a, it was kind of like a lengthy apology for somebody who was being really loud, yelling Monterrey or something in the crowd. Does this sound familiar? Yeah, but I, I didn't see the lengthy apology. Was it meant to be sent as a DM? No, it was, he tagged both of us in there. He was just, it was like, uh, this isn't, a, oh, he, he meant to put it in there. This isn't a question, but still uh, a podcast interruption worthy. Chingo uh, and Team Eat Team Chingo, y'all, um, thank y'all for coming together collectively to make the Denver shows happen. Chingo, I know you were a little under the weather, but I appreciate the extra effort to get the best show possible. Uh, shout out to. Uh, La pinche vieja culera who kept yelling Monterrey. Now I know where to tell uh, my primo that just got with the Border Patrol to send that hoe back to. I apologize for my city, Chingo, as I, uh, as I well live in a Democrat shithole, unfortunately. Uh, the two features, Javi and Jesus, killed it. Thank you so much for the, uh, coming, showing the love. Con todo respeto, El Fresco Kicks. Yeah, so what, what that show taught me is, well, you know when they bring you up, like whether it's Javi, Luna, or Midnight, whoever it is, right? Whoever we have with us that city, Juan Perez, Israel Garcia. Instead of focusing so much on like, hey, how do you want to be brought up? What do you want me to mention? Do we say Netflix, HBO Max? Uh, do we shout out your podcast? All that's great. We need to put more emphasis on just the rules of like, hey, if you've never been to a show before, <clears throat> like this is how it is. Like, don't be trying to fill in the blanks and yell shit and act like it's a one-on-one -on -one combo. Like, and then what? Ah, no, you didn't. Ah, this fool, you know, what? And then what? And then like trying to tag your shit up. Like people, you know, you just gonna have to reemphasize the rules. And, and really like, it taught me to like, okay, you got to roll with the punches. Not everybody's just going to be sober and listening and behaving. There was a whole bunch of whistling, at that show too, like, sh 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 I can't even whistle right. But it was like, bro, we're not in the projects. Like y'all sending these prison prison signals through here. <laughs> um, so all in all though, the shows were good, right? Just some some people that didn't know how to act a little bit. Yeah, and also, I mean, like I said, uh, Friday, I had to sit, it was a sit down, not stand up. So Friday I did two shows and I had to just choose my battles. And you know, it was two shows, it wasn't one. It wasn't like, I'm feeling under the weather and low energy, but I'll muscle through it. And even Midnight was like, man, come on, Chingo. I know you can kind of muscle through it a little bit more than that. Like, almost like stop being a bitch. Yeah. And it's like, bro, you don't understand. Um, when I was done with that show, I was like, I need to just hurry up, get in bed so that tomorrow I never leave the room. I never have to get out of bed and I can actually rest because I was watching the girls leading up to that show. Leading up to that show, I was having to stay up, wake up early, catch an Uber, go to the airport. Uh, like Fresco Kick said, like everything, thanks for making it happen. Everything that goes into making the show. Our next stop, July 28th, Oklahoma City. Do not get sold out. Chinglebling.com. Get your tickets now. And um, I guess some people have been hearing me saying that I want to work from home. Uh, they're always like, yeah, I know next year, you know, it's going to look a lot different, stuff like that. And uh, I, uh, hopefully Denver still gives me a weekend uh, next year. On Ontario, they sounded like they wanted to start giving me a weekend next year. <clears throat> um, but, I, dude, I had an amazing morning. I'm loving being at home. Um, 
I swam this morning. I read next to the uh, fireplace. Uh, well, this is why I swam this morning. I, I had to get in the pool because yesterday I get we get home from the office and Luisa's like, oh, hey, the pool umbrella uh, along with base, like the entire, the heavy base, everything is in the pool. She's like, I couldn't get it out. I was watching the girls. And I'm like, what the hell? So, yeah. So today I had to tell myself, like, all right, bro, go ahead and after you're done with your coffee, put your trunks on because you got to get up in there to scoop, every, you know, be a Navy SEAL, big dog. Yeah. I thought, thought I was in buds. And uh, while, while after I got everything out, I was like, you know what? Let me hit a couple laps. And, you know, it, it felt great, even though my chemicals, uh, the pH balance and everything isn't 100% on point. Because if you're out of town for several days, you're not home to make sure you're staying on top of everything. But uh, I read a little bit of the uh, Gulag Archipelago. Ooh, okay. Stay good right. choice. Good choice. Archipelago and say, motherfuckers clown say Discord. Again. Yeah, say it again for everybody. How do you say it pr- uh, correctly? Well, the first time I had said, you know, the Gulag Archipel- uh, Archipelago. Archipelago. And, uh, and I think Juan Big Stoner got on me in the... Uh, in the damn discord because that, that's what the discord room is for uh motherfuckers want to roast me but uh but also i gotta find a creative way to shout out and promote the podcast during the tour during the shows mm-hmm. i know i've said that before but like some of these shows where i would try to sneak in some stuff that was like semi-political or it was really just cultural it might have had to do with like tampons in the boys restrooms or or an inmate a transgender woman inmate impregnating two cisgender female inmates. Mm. And it somebody like, like Fresco said, sorry, dude, I live in a super liberal city. And it just looked like everybody had no idea. Like I, I, one of my jokes that has to do with like drugs and shit. I was like, man, they thought I was hired in the president's son. And like, it didn't hit. Like everyone's just kind of like, I was like, boy, they thought I was hired in Hunter Biden, you know? And they're just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Wow. Yeah. And I was just thinking to myself, and I literally said out loud, like, yo, y'all need to catch up. I said, listen to my podcast because we talk about economics. We talk about inflation. We talk about the gas price. We talk about everything before it happens, before the mainstream talks about it. I said, that way y'all could be ahead of it and y'all could plan accordingly. But they just now telling y'all on the news about inflation and now they talking about recession and this and that. I said, we've been talking about that. And they're probably like, wow, Chingo gets really passionate. Like, where's the jokes, bro? I know, right? You're like, God damn it. I'm trying to make it all, you know, all work together. And speaking of, though, speaking of uh, Juan Big Stoner, it's funny because as you were describing that, I can see him, like, posting, you know, like, when you, like, what's the definition to a word? And it gives you, like, the, the word, and then, like, it breaks it apart, you know, like the, what do you call it? The fucking, it's pronunciation. Pronu- the pronunciation is, like, apostrophe. It's, like, archipelago or whatever it is. But uh, he posted. Which, Go ahead. I- even know the proper way is that how you say it uh i think so i think that's what you're trying to say i, I don't know the the book you're re- referencing but I no, no, no i'm asking you is that how you pronounce the word did you say archipelago yeah how do you pronounce it that's how I, that's how i pronounce it okay not archipelago well, okay archipelago yeah uh, archipelago. So, did wrong again no i think you got it right the first time archipelago yeah yeah you got it right Okay, that's what you said. Yeah, but he posted a video. I, I was gonna, I was gonna bring this up because it was really good. It's um, it's everything you need to know about money from uh, by Dr. Bob Murphy. He's doing a, a lecture uh, with the Mises Institute, and I was just going through the channels here earlier this morning. And you know, if you're not a part of the Discord, let us go ahead and just do the drop now. First of all, join the newsletter. It's free. Jingleblink.com. Join the newsletter, get updates on shows, all the entertainment, but also the podcast. And if you sign up for the Patreon, you're automatically on a newsletter. You're going to get some emails from us, uh, you know, weekly, maybe monthly. But in the Discord, there's, I don't know, a dozen different channels. And in one of them, um, I don't know if it was Great Debates or TI History, he had posted this video. And it's just really interesting, man. I mean, we're always talking about money. Um, I'm going to be meeting with uh, with Manny later on this week. He's still onboarding with Libidif for all the things he's got going on with them. And he wants to really do this finance podcast, you know, where we kind of put it under the RPT umbrella. And it allows us to uh, talk to people that he knows from the finance industry and the insurance industry and just kind of, you know, on that earn your leisure kind of uh, kind of road to just add another show to the podcast, to the RPT studio umbrella, where we just, you know, 
break down all this different stuff and, and get people who work in the industry and then know what's up and then can hopefully make it entertaining. Because when you listen to some of these people, like luckily, Dr. Bob Murphy, he's entertaining. Like he was kind of hitting him with a couple of tags and punchlines about how he was going to go about his speech, which is great. But if you listen to somebody that's just very dry, it's really hard to keep up with what they're saying, even though you know it's like, okay, consumer price index and this and inflation. Okay, I should be listening, but you're so boring that I can't tune in. Yeah, so we'll definitely got to keep an eye on that. Uh, I, I never heard of that gentleman, but uh, but yeah, Juan Big Stoner always has really good recommendations. And um, I did get that book that he recommended while I was at Barnes & Noble, uh, Economics in One Lesson. So I haven't got to that book yet. I'm looking forward to reading uh, Red Famine as well by Ann Applebaum, especially considering that all this um, this this uh, agenda to quote-unquote go green and lower your emissions and we got to regulate some stuff and we all got to get a tesla and we got to get off of quote-unquote fossil fuels which is very very persuasive language the fact that we're trying to make it sound so limited you know it's fossil even though we have a shit ton of it um but like i was texting my sisters some links and screenshots and stuff of like are y'all not aware of all the farmers like trying to stand up and like are y'all aware that they're using this climate thing to basically like the World Economic Forum is, uh, you know, they got this ESG score and all the nations who follow it to a T and they aim to get the highest score and they're trying to get access to more funding because they have a good score and this and that. They're the ones that are collapsing. It's like Sri Lanka and all these people that are like doing a real insurrection, like really running up in there. It's because their leaders signed them up for these programs to where it's like, oh, shit, we got to get rid of a third of our cattle because they fart too much. And, uh oh, y'all better start producing less food and don't use them kind of chemicals and da 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 because we got to be net zero climate. It's almost like how with COVID, the way the Rona was used to, like, lock everything down. Let's fuck up y'all's economies. Now y'all got to print stimmies. You know, you're not essential. Like. The same way things are used as a tool like that, that's exactly how they're using this climate shit. It's like, oh, we got this young girl, Greta Thunberg. You know, she gets up there and she gets emotional and she's persuasive. And, you know, people know it's hot outside. And then you got like ALC saying stuff. And now there's a bunch of memes. And of course, nobody wants to die of heat, you know. But it's like, hold on, y'all. Don't get ahead of yourselves. A lot of that shit is like weird science, fake data. There's a there's a lot of agenda, you know. First of all, bro, did you hear about about the um, and I think this is like totally off subject, but like the Chinese oligarch who who they allowed to buy one hundred and forty thousand acres in South Texas near the border and near Laughlin Air Force Base. I heard he wants he wants to go ahead. Now he wants to build the landing strip and all that. He don't even live in America, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought I heard about this months ago, and I, I think we may have briefly talked about it, but we never went into detail. I never went to. I never further investigated. It's another one of those things that kind of just it just slid by. I totally forgot about it. Do you like what is he trying to do with this land? Well, his excuse is, "Oh, I want to put some windmills and stuff," but all the locals are like. Bitch, ain't no wind over here. We're known for not having no wind over here. Mm. And it's like, why you need that big ass landing strip right there? And it's like, why you want to be by the border and by the Air Force Base? And like, why you got these 700 foot tall uh, windmill things? You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to keep up the energy conversation here because it's one on today's list for some of the topics. There's so much going on and we have to rec- knock out a couple podcasts. So we're going to talk about probably all of these things. But um, another mention of the Discord, I created a channel this morning called uh, <laughs> RPT Guest Wishlist. So people have been suggesting their guests for a little while in the general chat, but it gets lost. Like literally from 6 a.m. when I woke up to about 9.30 when I checked it again, there was 286 missed messages. So sometimes things get lost in the general chat room, right? But uh, I have about a dozen guests now. And uh, about three or four of them are in the energy world, and we, I want to have them on. I know you want to talk about that stuff. You want to pick their brains about it. So as soon as we can schedule stuff in studio again, we'll be having some of these people on. Hopefully some of them in. Now that the studio is going to get set up, we'll have people in in studio. But um, one of today's stories was Biden poised to declare climate emergency to ram through green agenda. And this was reported today from Daily Caller and a bunch of other outlets. And the um, the CEO of American Exploration and Production uh, tweeted out, 
uh, unilaterally declaring a climate emergency will not reduce emissions by one molecule. Uh, tweeted out American Exploration Production Council CEO Anne uh, Bradbury said uh, on Twitter, in fact, many of the policies uh, that could... F- that could follow from declaring a climate emergency could increase emissions while driving up the cost for American families. Yet another thing that's raising the prices for the American people. It's one of the main things because that's why they're being so strict with the uh, oil and gas people and closing pipelines and shit. Yet they're fucking getting it from somewhere else. You know what I mean? And he's selling our reserves to China and all these other countries. Um, not like we're trying to be apologists for oil and gas companies, but let me ask you this. When you hear people, like, you'll see these in conversations, what well, you hope are real people, but some are probably bots, where they're like, well, these companies are purposely restricting the amount of exploration that they're doing, because let's just say that they do have a lease or they do have a permit or whatever, and then you dig a little deeper and it's like, look, the larger conversation is, it's they're less incentivized to do new shit. They're less incentivized to invest new money, new production, and new uh, creations of either wells or machinery or whatever, because for the last two years, all they've heard is, we don't want to have anything to do with you motherfuckers, all right? So in 10 years, why would these companies right now in 2022 be investing tens of millions of billions of dollars in all this stuff? Yeah, and, and Biden thinks that he could just regulate a solution and it's like these are the same people that can't control migration. They can't control anything. And they think they can affect the climate. Like, and then this is this is the same dude that when the price of, of gas was going up, he blamed everybody. He was like, oh, it's Putin's price hike. And then it goes down a, a small margin. Like it went up like a motherfucker. It went up like dollars. Like mm-hmm. the shit just doubled. And then it goes down like a few cents. And he's like, oh, look at what I did. It's like, bitch, all your bots kept saying, the president doesn't affect the gas price. (laughs) They said that, right? And it's like, okay, so then is this Putin's price drop? You know what I mean? Well, this morning I was listening to some clips from MSNBC, and they were talking about how uh, the national average has gone down almost 50 cents in the last couple of weeks, which is true. So AAA is, is reporting a national average of about 449 but um, they're not really telling you, like, why it's continued to go up for two years now and why is it only going down a few cents, you know, versus a substantial amount. Because they equated that to about, I think, between 40 and $50 a month that the average American family will save. Hey, no one's scoffing at 50 bucks. That's a full tank these days. But come on, man. That's like saying last year, like, you're going to save 15 cents on your hot dogs or whatever the fuck it was. Like, these people are these people, dude. Nah, yeah, it's like if they were being totally transparent, they'd be like, Hey, you know how your gallons, your price per gallon went up a few bucks? Like it's gone up dollars. All right, well here, congratulations to me. I brought it down a few cents or whatever. And then and then in the Biden's tweet it said that averages $25 a month for Amer- uh like on average for an American family. And then he's like that's breathing room, folks. And I'm like Man, <laughs> First of all, stop with the folks shit. All right? Like if especially if you go back and look at his old slime ball ways when he was young and like being a smart ass. Who the hell's calling me? Um, sorry, it's my dad. No, all right, all right, all right. So uh, <clears throat> his old slime ball clips. Yeah, go look at his own old slime ball videos. Um, and then you and then you it hits you where you're like, this slime ball of a dude is our freaking president, bro. Like. So you're telling me never in the history of elections since like 1800s has a president um, gone up in popularity and lost, you know, like Trumpitas did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and this dude got more black vote than Obama and this dude, just all the anomalies. Um, you know, it, it, the scariest thing to me about climate change is not the climate change itself mm-hmm. it's what they're going to use climate change for yeah you know what i'm saying meaning look at sri lanka look at the netherlands like that's what i was texting my sisters i was like y'all haven't heard about all the farmers starting to rise up and you know what's going on with the cattle you know just cattle and just all this mysterious i sent them a screenshot of all the food processing places that mysteriously burned down so me as the man of the house I'm the one that has to be like, all right, which rancher 
which farm am I going to do business with? Like, do I want grass fed hormone free meat? Might as well. If you, you know what I'm saying? If you're getting, if you ordering your, you know, half a calf or, yeah. or your steer or whatever it is, you know, when you're buying your beef, it's like, well, shit, if you're buying it like that from a rancher, I mean, you might as well. Have you seen that clip? Uh, I was trying to look it up while you were talking about, speaking of old Slimeball Joe, where it's like a side-by-side, and it's the exact same speech that he gave in regards to, I don't know if it was energy or whatever it was. I think it was uh, like, mm, let's say summer or spring of 2021, but like verbatim, dude, verbatim, the exact same speech from like two weeks ago. So, wait, so... He gave a speech two weeks ago, uh-huh. and it's verbatim uh, similar to what? Another speech he gave uh, like a year and a half ago. So he gave the same speech a year and a half apart. The exact same speech about the same thing. And I think you want to say it was energy or it might have been oil. Or it might have been uh, something about fossil fuels and green energy and all that. It was the exact same one. Well, that's because they about to try to ram through their uh, their green communism. Like... They have the perfect dude um, that they need in power because America was going to be in the way. Like we were going to be the ones that are like, hey, man, we're not going to fall into this famine trap. Like we're not going to eat the cricket paste like Mr. Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and the World Economic Forum, which is a little ESG score. We're not going to bankrupt our country just because y'all trying to like hurry up and scare us. Like, we have 12 months to live and you need to give us all the power and get rid of your car and let us control you and where you're able to go. And you're going to eat this fucking insect, uh, whatever, insect powder. Do you remember about a week or so ago where uh, the Supreme Court, you know, they, they, they claimed it was like a massive blow to Biden's green agenda where it was, it was about the EPA having too much power in regulating uh, greenhouse gases and all that. And they were saying that the EPA, it's a governing body that's supposed to, it's a regulatory body, right? Not a, a legislative body. So it's not supposed to be making laws about the environment or anything. That's, that's a Congress thing, right? So in that same article now that I'm referencing from this morning, uh, a Democratic senator, Jeff uh, Merkley from Oregon, said it's time for Biden to take massive unilateral executive actions on climate change, even if the Supreme Court rules him unconstitutional. So just listen to that. You know, just despite what side of the aisle you claim to be, if you're on the podcast for the first time or maybe it's your second or third episode and you're still trying to see if you like the show, just take that quote from a sitting senator and think to yourself, is that, co- is that common sense? Does that make fucking sense? I mean, it's like, I know it's hot outside, bro. Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at the same time, we've already just experienced the ramifications of fake science. And that lady, um, Dr. Burks, she just put out a book. And in there, she <clears throat> was straight up saying, like, I had to fudge the data and I noticed they weren't really paying attention to some of the graphs and I had to get it through so that we can shut down for longer than just two weeks. And you know what I'm saying? Like it was about lockdowns all- or what? Say it again. It was about lockdowns or what? Yes. So basically in her book, she admits to falsifying the data so that she could convince, well, she didn't use the word falsify. I'll send you the screenshots, but it's like all over Twitter Dr. Burke's new book, people taking pictures of the pages, they're highlighting parts, and they're like, holy shit, she's talking about fudging numbers and changing data in order to persuade the Trump White House to go along with her her panic. Well, you know, Dr. Bob Murphy in that video I was referencing earlier about uh, everything you need to know about money, he, at the very beginning, he he basically quotes something along the lines of that, like, depending on what the federal government or anybody in power wants you to believe they can they can tell you something to a certain degree that's not fully the truth about something but they're not necessarily lying right like again lying with statistics you can you can flub things however you want to where if you later go and dig in it deeper maybe you find a larger conclusion or a different conclusion but it's not necessarily false from what they told you they only just took out they cherry pick something right and that's happening every day with Ukraine it's happening with this energy that's happening with climate that's happening with money and inflation it's happening with everything and yet people will still willingly be you know blissfully ignorant about everything my goodness everybody wants to call me today i uh, dude i swear like I know we're not going to be Zooming anymore or whatever, but um, 
I still am going to need help getting set up so that I don't have to do everything on my phone. I mean, it's this is the most convenient way. Yeah. But like, you've got your headphones, you've got your mic, and my shit probably don't sound as good as yours. Sure. And I know you, you got me the little uh, adapter. So in this in this case, could I have used that? Uh, maybe not to your. It would have to have been your iPad. So the iPad would have had to have been charged and had to set it up. We never got. We never got to do it. The last time I saw you was before or right at Fourth of July. I haven't seen you in three weeks in person. But we're gonna yeah, set man. it up. We're gonna set it up next time we, uh, I'm over there. Uh, Marisol and I finally went live. Ooh, cafecito time. Yeah, finally. How'd it finally. go? Great. I was like, I mean, we have a spare bedroom. Uh, there's a piano in there. There's a uh, there's a guitar. There's a you know, like it, the look on your separate. face, you're like, finally, finally. Like, what was the yeah. holdup? This is, um, I mean, I can go live by myself, but sometimes I don't have like a topic ready. Somebody says something stupid, and I want to jump through the comment section and slap them across their head. <laughs> um, if you got to okay. answer something, let me know. No, no, it's, it, I know what it is. My dad left some eggs on the porch, and he wants to make sure I don't forget. Oh, okay. And, but um but anyway we i kind of want to set up that spare bedroom to where it's like a cool vibe like little like go read your book go play your guitar like nice little lighting you know go live uh god forbid i learn how to game and do some gaming yeah. uh maybe do it from there uh even just cafecito time from there um but just you know that might require like okay you're gonna need like a desk and uh, just whatever uh, and, but first, first, we're trying to get this uh, studio over here set up properly. So uh, we'll be rocking and rolling. Yeah, next week for sure. Um, so to go back to what we were saying, when you talked, you said you sent your sister screenshots or, or information. Was it about the climate or the gas or what was it about? It, it basically all pertained to food. Okay. Um, and what were they, what did they say? Um. I mean, we go back and forth about certain stuff where, where like one sister might be like, damn, I used to spend X amount on this butter. And now look at the price. You know, they want they want X amount for this. And because here on the show, we talk so much about economics and and we're up on game when it comes to how they're trying to, like, squeeze us from every angle. Mm -hmm. Like th there is a like cost of living crisis happening. That's why. Like in America, we're somewhat like it's almost like America's the one percent in a way. Like I know we have people beho be uh, below the poverty line, but those people are the one percent of the globe. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the statistics actually really low. Like if if you make I forgot what it was. So in America, there's a poverty line, right? Let's say it's if you make less than fifteen or twenty thousand, you're considered you know extremely poor or something like that here in the United States. But if you look at it globally, I think that that same number was you're in the top one percent of earners in the entire world. And of course, you got to factor in like, well, how much does it cost to live in America versus in Mexico? Uh, so we could really like do the whole apples and oranges thing there. But but my point, my point remains, which is. We're not all running up in the politics. Lord have mercy. <sighs> now, this is a plumber, bro. They're going to have to text me. Um, I don't know if they're here yet. But we apologize to all the listeners. Um, it's the last week of Zooming. Don't worry. No, not only that, not only the Zooming, but like, like I said, people that listen, they hear me bitch and complain so much about like, like right now when you were saying, uh, yeah, we're going to get things set up next week for sure. <sighs> Chico's going to lose it, guys. You're gonna, he's going to lose it on the podcast. I'm going to, I need a punching bag so bad. Anyway. I'm going to make my point and then we're probably going to have to like press pause because okay. I'm going to have to call um, I was saying when you when you said next week we'll be up and running for sure in my mind and I'm going to try not to be such a serial complainer mm -hmm. in my mind I was going to be like yeah Rob but I got to leave to Oklahoma City again for a one night one time only hopefully I'm not shadow banned hopefully people show up hopefully people know so next year I'm not doing any of those one-offs because those one-offs is what really kick your ass because you're having to still do the same amount of traveling for one night only during the week when everyone's going to be like, 
why don't you come on a Friday? And it's like, bitch, because the club doesn't know I have any pool like that. So they're testing me out on a Sunday or a Thursday or a Wednesday or whatever. And you have brainwashed Latinos who think I'm a sellout, so they're not going to come. But anyway, that's a whole other story. July 28th, Bricktown Comedy. Tickets at chingobling.com. Let's take a short break. All right, man. Real quick, guys, you know we're all about optimizing over here. We like to have energy. We want you to have energy. We want you to be as focused as possible because we got a lot of work to do. Y'all know we're dealing with a lot of stuff in this day and age. So Rob brought this product to my attention. It's called Magic Mind. I tasted it. It has matcha in it, adaptogens, a little bit of turmeric, ashwagandha. Man, it is an herbal supplement. Bro, I enjoyed it so much that I'm hooked on it. And I want everybody to check out Magic Mind. You could do more and stress less. What all stuff, man? It got like 12 active ingredients, bro. Yeah, the matcha, the adaptogens, the nootropics, the honey. I absolutely loved it. Before I even produced, uh, introduced it to you, I went ahead and tried it. Did like a little seven-day run like they recommend. Loved it. Told you to try it. You loved it. I got my wife to try it. She wakes up and says, please have my Magic Mind ready next to my coffee. Fantastic. Awesome. You can mm -hmm. take it alongside your coffee or replace your morning caffeine with it alone. Mental clarity, sustainable. It tastes really good. Mm -hmm. And it does what it says it's going to do. Yeah, like matcha already gives you a nice little buzz. But once you talk about nootropics and nootropics, bro, you get a little mind. This is me, personal experience, right? Mm -hmm. This ain't no FDA approved what I'm saying right here. But it gives you a little mind buzz, a nice little focus mind rush. And I absolutely love it. We're going to hook you up. We got a deal for you. When you go to magicmind.co forward slash chingo that's right you get a deal all right they set it up to where the listeners could get a deal you put in chingo 20 mm -hmm. at checkout and that's gonna give you 20 percent off because we want you to try it get your first order save some money and see how focused you could get back to the show and we're back and we're back july 28th oklahoma city bricktown comedy is where we left off here we have jingle bling back on the line shout out to all the sponsors if you want to sponsor the show and keep the podcast growing Send us an email, redpiltamales at gmail.com. Also, a lot of members of the Thea, I forget who it was that suggested it. Was it like AC Mata or Scribe or somebody that basically said, hey, what if we did like, since we all live in different cities, like at one of Chingo's shows, we all pull up at that city. And I suggested Vegas. Um, I think we're going to be back in Vegas this year. It, it, it's coming together. But um Something like that might be cool. You know what I'm saying? We're like, let's just pretend the show's on Friday and like all day Thursday, we're just kind of like, there's just events and like we're kicking it or like we might even go watch another show or we, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, something. yeah, dude, that's a great idea. Don and I have been talking about going to Vegas forever. I've never been. She's been, I think, once to see George Strait, which she said it was awesome. But yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, you know what, man? I've been going to Vegas so long, like, I understand, in a way, the local culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, last time I performed there, I started off set by saying, like, I said something like, um, what, how many of y'all here are local? And, of course, it's all like, ah, and, you know, they're all locals. That's who came to see the show. And and I was like, how many of y'all sick and tired? I forget how I worded it, but it's like, y'all the ones that be sick and tired. Like, every time somebody's in town, they, they, they ain't hit you up all year. All of a sudden, you're the primo everybody wants to call because, because you know, tourists, we all want that tour guide and what's good to eat and where the the dangerous neighborhoods to stay out of. What is the culture like in Vegas? Every time I've heard for years now, I mean, for as long as I've heard uh, people who tour in and out of there on podcasts and interviews talk about it, it's one of those like, it's great. And then once they've toured it for a couple of years, they're like, I got to get in and out. Like, I can't stay there for longer than like two days. I can't, I can't spend like three, four, five days in Vegas. Like, you got to get out. Well, you probably got to get out of the touristy part where it's just like, bling, 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 yeah, like the strip a, or whatever they call it. Yeah, the strip. Yeah. Where it just feels like you're at Disneyland for adults where you're just kind of like, all right, I already did the shopping. I already did the gambling. Well, you know, different people go for different shit. So some of them like I already done had me about two, three prostitutes. Yeah. Hunter uh, Biden's already been up and down the strip. Yeah. He done smoked up all the rocks already. Uh <laughs> He, he, he done went back and forth with Russian hookers. But basically, like, they got some bomb-ass tacos out there. Uh, don't forget, that's where Little Moco lives. Um, uh, you know, one of my homies, you know, some of my homies over in the rap group, um, Clica One, they're out there. And then the young lady who set up, me and Marisol, who basically, like, introduced us, she lives out there with her family. Uh, anyway, 
I've been going out there for a minute, but um, but yeah, man, you got Rasa, you got it's it's the you know you got the local scene. You know, Joe Coy has a has a, a restaurant out there. He oh. used to live in there. Really? Do you know what kind of restaurant it is? Yeah, yeah, I, we went. Uh, it's called. It's like a shabu shabu. You know what that is? Shabu. I don't. Is it something you it, cook on your own? In a way, yes. It's kind of like a. It's like a, a ramen that I believe you assemble. It's kind of like a ramen. Okay, okay. Um, I, what I was, I was gonna look up since we're talking about Vegas. I've heard a lot of YouTubers, a lot of um, like in the financial space, moved. A lot of them were based out of California, and they moved from California to to Vegas because of the. Um, State tax or the income tax, and I was trying to look at what the rate is. Off the top of your head, do you know what uh, California's is? Isn't it something astronomical, like double digits? No, I really don't know, bro. Uh, shit. Either way, that is a great incentive to get the fuck out of California and uh, just go to Vegas when it's not too far and it's still close enough if you need to make it back, I guess. Yeah, and, you know, some people like that desert weather. Like Phoenix, obviously, is always a hot spot. Um, a lot of people want to live in Phoenix. Uh, Arizona's cool as a motherfucker. Um, you know, it's no surprise why Charlie Kirk, Turning Point, USA, um, all kinds of big tech companies. Like, Phoenix has a, t- a lot to offer. A- and um, not to mention it's a red state, technically. Yeah, you know, some some people might argue the outcome of certain uh, uh, Nevada elections, but I think we all know. We all know. I'm talking about Arizona. Oh, my bad. I thought you said Vegas. Um, I'm still looking at this. So tw- we're looking at upwards of 12, 12 plus percent state income tax in California, and uh, Nevada is more around six. So half, six, six-ish. That's- Bro, they... And this comes full circle. Speaking of taxing people to death, uh, you were mentioning before uh, before we took our commercial break, you had mentioned that uh, that basically Biden, if I'm not mistaken, you mentioned that Biden is starting to hint towards you said ramming through some of the green mm-hmm. uh, type of uh, agenda regulations. Mm-hmm. But that's probably going to translate into some taxes. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually why uh, the, the lady I referenced, the CEO of the uh, Exploration uh, production council said it's going to drive up costs for a lot of other things. So again, it's what what's going to raise in prices, right? What's what's this energy uh, agenda? What are they calling it? I mean, it's just his green agenda. Do they even call it the Green New Deal anymore? Like, is it something else now? At first, first, I think they they had called it. I think first they had called it global warming, but then it started getting debunked too much because it's like, hold on, man, some of the code times are colder so th- i think that's why they shifted to a uh, climate change mm. okay. so always be aware of the linguistics always be aware of the persuasion how they market stuff to you and they pull at your t- uh, tug at your emotional heartstrings or they try to panic you and scare you like they did with the jab and hurry up and get your jab because you know corona- Dude, speaking of the jab, just here, I was looking at the Discord while you were on your call, and she posted a screenshot from the Houston Health Department. Uh, Marisol likes to call it the uh, the chupacabras, which is a hilarious way to talk about it. So in reference to the chupacabras and um, el, uh, I don't know what the fuck we call the other thing, but the vaccine, this is from them, misinformation, the caption is misinformation. There's a lot, of, uh, there's a lot that comes with the COVID-19 vaccine. Get your, get your facts then get vaxxed from a trusted source. And then the image they used was the vaccine doesn't gen- gen- genetically modify you. You're a person, comma, not corn. That was the Houston Health Department's image post to you. Well, this is what they do, bro. This is a persuasion tactic. They try to find the most extreme conspiracy theory of like it's changing your genetic code, right? So they find an extreme one and then they kind of like clown it and belittle it. In hopes of the your entire questioning of anything now falls apart. Where you're like, oh, oh man, sorry, I I don't know what got into me. I guess like conspiracy theories that maybe it wasn't that necessary to even attempt, and something about like I can't sue the companies, and there's a whole bunch of people getting injured from it. So yeah, okay, go ahead, let me pull up my sleeve now. <laughs> And, and and it's it's like you always say, bro. Follow the bags. So, for example, obviously, big Pfizer, big pharma, they want to get their money. They they spend a lot at the media, so of course they're going to control a lot of that narrative. Um, and then with this whole Ukraine thing, it's like, hey, dude, do your part. Don't be racist. We got to send. Like you have to get poorer 
so that Ukraine can have some freedom and Dude. democracy. Okay. So it's so, so all of a sudden it's okay to fly the flag of some other country, put it all up in your bio. Uh, now you're about their nationalism. Now you care about their borders and their sovereignty. And now you care about them being armed. You know, do your part so that we can send more weapons. Dude, as you talk, as you talk, I'm getting progressively more and more, my blood's boiling. All these talking points, I'm so over it, right? And I almost didn't want to bring this up because I'm, I'm just, and I, this is going to ruffle all kinds of feathers. I'm fucking over talking about Ukraine. But at the same time, it is so still in the news, man, because I can't, I can't escape not reading something about it. So now I'm reading about all these spies. Did you, you been here about all these spies? Well, I can't wait to hear about the spies, but that little sentence, that needs to be a gift. Somebody, uh, somebody chop up that clip like, I'm sick and fucking tired about talking about Ukraine. Dude, you're right, though. They're, uh, they're border, and they're armed, and they're sovereignty, and they're this, and they're that. Bro, come on. Hey, I like that comb. Look at you brushing your beard. So what's up with these spies, brother? So Zelensky has fired uh, more people in his cabinet, I guess, in the last day or so than, than since the beginning of, of this war began, because there's been an influx of cases of spies. Basically, there's been so many defectors going from his uh, cabinet and then now aiding Russia. So he's fired a ton of people, right? And um, it, I, I got a couple of articles here from Reuters and a couple of other things, but essentially, Ukraine's president fires spy chief and top state prosecutor. So back, here we go back to firing another prosecutor, too, who's, who's working on some of these cases of people that are spies. And it, it, I mean, the story is so crazy, dude. It's out of a fucking novel. It's out of the book uh, that's based off that show that just came out with, with uh, Chris Pratt, where it's just like, this has to be total fiction. But no, this is really happening. Bro, they're con men oh. and... <clears throat> they're borrowing your tax. They're taking your tax dollars. All y'all got to cough up y'all's money. They're being gifted our tax dollars. That's what I'm saying. But y'all got to pay y'all's taxes and they're going to, they're going to print it up on your behalf. And then your kids are going to have to pay for it really. Cause they printing it up on your behalf. Now here's the, here's the kicker. A lot of this money for these weapons, these weapons are ending up on the black market and they getting sold to like terrorist groups in Europe, uh, you know, pimps, drug traffickers, human traffickers, uh, thugs, you know, it's a lot of gangs and shit. Like the oligarchs, they, they getting a hold of that, of the artillery and they selling it in the black market. That shit's going to end up killing regular civilians and your goofy ass paid for it. And Julian Assange done already told y'all. Yeah. He done Julian Assange done already told y'all. He said this Afghanistan thing. He's like all of this war stuff. He's like, it's not about having a quick, effective war to where you, you reach your goal and you accomplish your mission. He's like, it's about using propaganda, tricking the American people, lying to them, taxing them more. Take fun. He basically said this. It's just a scheme to launder. <coughs> And transfer the wealth from the tax base, the taxpayer, on on into the hands of like crooked politicians, the elites, oligarchs, and whatever, 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 what have you. So you know he's so Zelensky here has, has used executive orders to um, basically the article reads the sacking of SBU, which is like their intel, one of these intelligent you know uh, organizations, um, Ivan. Bakhanov, a childhood friend of Zelensky and Prosecutor General Irana, whatever the fuck, who has played a, an important key role in the prosecution of Russian war crimes were announced in executive orders. So it, it goes on to say, too, that he's basically using executive orders to get rid of these people and then bringing in just more friends of his, right? And it's just like the corruption continues to just, it, it just mounts up. It's just more and more people are like, all right, you're cool. I know you're cool with me. So let's, let's keep working on this together and get these other prosecutors and people the fuck out of here. So two things uh, throughout history, they would call that a purge. Um, <clears throat> I'd argue that when they started harassing, like, for example, <clears throat> they're raising questions about the Secret Service and some, some deleted texts from J6. Um, remember when they started going through the social media of the National Guard? It's just a little purge just to see, like, ideology wise, who's going to take orders when we say. Like, like when the, when the government, when the woke generals say, 
hey, leave that oligarch in South Texas alone. Leave the Chinese guy alone that bought 140,000 uh, acres. Don't go snooping around his um, his tarmac, his landing strip. You know, which soldiers are going to be like, what? And which ones are going to be like, okay. <laughs> so Dude, There's been 651 cases of alleged treason and collaboration that have been open against uh, prosecutorial and law enforcement officials, plus 60 officials from his agencies are now working uh, against Ukraine in Russian-occupied territories. <clears throat> Did you hear the one about Biden, that leaked phone call? <clears throat> Excuse me. The leaked phone call of him talking to the previous Ukraine president recently. No. Yeah. So it's, it's been going around. It's this leaked phone call. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not no expert to tell you, well, you need a little bit more context or is it edited or not? But basically it's him on the phone saying, Hey, um, don't let your people start asking this administration, Trumpas, don't go asking Trump for the money the way y'all were doing it with us. You know what I'm saying? Because if you go asking them for the money, they're not in on how we play the game. And they're going to start trying to ask info on the details of the money we were sending you. You know, like I like I just said, Julian Assange was like, yo, they just laundering money. So basically on the phone call, he's like, if you do and you disobey me and you try to keep the game going with this new guy, then you're going to have a problem with your security detail and you're going to fuck around, come up missing. Are you, I, I was just about to hard segue, but um, because I, again, I'm so fucking tired of talking about Ukraine. Well, eventually we're going to find out so much about this, like that we are already kind of like catching wind of whether it's like it's corrupt, they're, they're fucking stealing stuff, they're losing weapons, they're getting sold in the black market and all over Europe, blah, blah, blah. And people are just going to be like, by, by that time, it'll be probably 2024. Things will be going on with the election then. All this stuff will be just news of the past. And then we're just going to forget about the billions of dollars that went over there. I mean, I mean, right. Is that not exactly what's going to happen? I mean, I, I almost feel like they're trying to this climate thing that, you know, if they can cram that in, they're they going to really be stealing with, with two hands and really start kicking in a lot of that authoritarian bullshit on top of the corruption. Like this is the last person we needed in the office. It's almost like we were trying to ring the alarm, maybe a little bit too late. But I've been talking my shit on Twitter like way before, way before the Periscope clips leaked and, you know, the smoking gun and Chingo Bling, Malin check. <laughs> and it's like, bro, this is the most corrupt, most slime ball, like most like just the fact that his son was was the bag boy setting shit up, setting up all these plays like so much profit. And then let's not forget. They let him sell this $500,000 art where he's able to kind of sell it, a.k.a. Bitch, those are bribes, ho. You ain't no motherfucking artist. I'm over it, man. I'm over it. I'm over it. And uh, I want a hard segue into... So before we wrap up, I mean, we got like 15 more minutes on Wednesday's episode here that we're doing since we got back from the plumber call. But um, you got Bannon and his trial. You got all kinds of stuff going on here uh, in, in Texas. But... What do you know about Bannon, which I believe started yesterday, the, the trial? I mean, we, for, if you keep up with it even a little bit, you know it's just complete political theater, but I just want to get your opinion on it. Well, have you heard that CNN did a whole um, little hit piece thing? On like, Sunday, right? Sunday night. It was like, oh, what, dude, do you remember the name of it? Please tell me remember the name. Um. <coughs> uh, I mean, why? You want to Google it? Yeah, I'm going to do it, yeah. Um, yeah, CNN, Steve Bannon, and then re refresh my memory because it's on the tip of my tongue. Steve, is it uh, Steve Bannon, Divided We Fall? Yeah, that. Yeah, the oh little hit piece, God. which here's the point I want to make. It's, it coincidentally dropped right before jury selection. Right, of course. It's, it, that's what I mean. It's complete. They, they want to influence the jury selection and everything and, else. Yeah, and as I read up on this uh, Gulag Archipelago, let me not say, you know what I'm saying? Fuck it, I'm going to say hey, how I say it. Now you got the it. Gulag, fucking Gulag. The Gulag Arch, Archipelago. Archipelago. All right, Midnight. 
the Gulag Archipelago, um, it's during the Stalin era. And I'm telling you, bro, like, I'm reading this book. I read some more of it this morning next to the fireplace. I had already took my swim. Uh, I was feeling good. I was having an excellent morning. Still am. And, and, and of course, it's the Stalin era. It's like right after Lenin. And they, it, it's pretty much how you have show trials and they're just going around arresting people who are in the way or they suspect or they don't want there. Obviously, it's not like that here yet. But <clears throat> right now, we're on the phase of, okay, you got Peter Navarro and you got Stephen Bannon. These are two dudes that were associated with Trump. They were, in the ca- uh, I guess, in the White House for a little while. <clears throat> and they were both China superhawks. Like, they were both super ringing the alarm on China. China, 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 China. I know I didn't said it, so algorithm is like, yeah, bitch, you on the list now. Um, it, it's what a coincidence that those two people, not only were they affiliated with Trump, but they were the su- China superhawks. They're sanctioned by the Chinese government, and now they're both facing two years prison each for different reasons, and they're trying to what? Imprison them, hold them down, and keep them out of the way because Bannon's podcast is like super ultra popular. Uh, you know, Navarro has a couple po- super popular books. Um, they've both been calling it on everything when it comes to this economy. They've been saying it since the beginning, like it's a fucking dumpster fire and they keep throwing gasoline. And every time you look up, they talk about more stimmies and just more fucking programs. And now with the, if they, if they, if they ran this green, stupid ass green fucking communism, green new deal bullshit, if they ram this green anything through, it's like you're literally putting gasoline on a dumpster fire because people are already feeling it with the food prices and the price of diesel. I mean, the cost of living. All Americans, regardless of race, you're just trying to like get a piece of the American dream, which is transforming. It's slipping out of our hands. The American dream is slipping out of the hands of millennials. A lot of these young kids who are either, either you, you could be a Bernie bro. It don't matter who you are. You could be an African-American. Like that's what it boils down to. It's the economy, stupid. It's not like, well, Latinos care about this because they're breakfast tacos and, you know, black people care about racism. It's like, Bitch, we just want to be able to gas the fucking car and feed the kids. You know, when people talk about uh, our carbon footprint and how it's, you know, decreased uh, over the years, you know, slowly, what they fail to mention is, is a part of it or a large part of it from what I've read is that it's because all of the production of shit isn't here. So if you go to the countries that are producing, you'll see the smokestacks and all of the carbon that they emit versus here where we're having to import shit from other places where we shouldn't necessarily have to do that. Um, I forget who did this experiment, but basically they went through the average American's house. <clears throat> and if anything was made in China, they would just like remove it or whatever. And it was to the point where like these people had nothing left. Like, Yeah, like, dude, you, you wouldn't have anything at all. Whether it's electronics, they, it's your clothes, it's it's all the, the fucking knickknacks and gadgets and, and whatever. Knickknack, paddywhack, give a dog a fucking bone. Everything's made in China. Everything, bro. All the knickknack, paddywhacks. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I, I want to I shift to this last uh, story for this episode. Uh, Myra tweeted this out. Myra for Congress. Shout out to her. Did you see this tweet by her by chance? What is it? About the frijoles. I can't see it. I'm going to show it to you right oh. now, right now. All right, let's see. My far-left opponent, Vincent Gonzalez, hired a local blogger to run hateful and racist ads against me. But I love frijoles, and I grew up eating frijoles. I'm not embarrassed of my upbringings, and frijoles with tortillas y harina is simply the best. Here's to Miss Flores 2022. Miss Frijoles. Uh, oh, Miss Frijoles. Sorry, damn, I misread it. And then it's a uh, screenshot 
of the what is that the McHale report yeah i guess that's the blog and it says san benito crowns myra flores miss frijoles 2022 so i went on to read a little bit more about it and apparently this this blog just i mean it's got some if you want to talk about edgy pushing the line kind of shit it's all just like left-wing propaganda against anybody that disagrees with them calling uh all kind of of, of, i guess even like racial type shit on their uh, blog it's pretty wild Oh wow! So, so basically, San Benito has a Miss Frijoles every year. Uh, nope. Well, that I don't know. That I don't know. But for this particular article, they ran a story calling her Miss Frijoles, and the uh, Vincent, Mister Gonzalez over here, has said some pretty wild shit about her. About uh, I didn't come from. Uh, he said like I didn't come here in an immigration chain, and I'm. I'm from America, that kind of shit. Like, I didn't come seeking asylum or whatever. Almost like making it extremely, like, a bad thing that she came here and made a better life and now is in Congress. Ain't it funny that a, a Democrat is saying that about a Latina Republican? You know what I'm saying? Um, did you read the stupid post? No, I didn't go and read the article. I just read her tweet, and I was reading some of the replies oh, here on Twitter. Oh, uh, headline. Yeah, so, if I mean... From what I try to fucking deduce just from the damn headline itself, which is nothing, is to me, it seems that San Benito, they must have this crown, this title every year. And I guess they wanted to give it to her. And I'm not sure what else the motherfucker had to say. But uh, but yeah, it's kind of like, okay, and it's like if somebody gave me some award, like like uh the taco of the year like phoenix presents chingo bling with the taco of the year like something where it's just something that they do and they pick someone for the honor and it and then if somebody tried to flip that against me it'd be like uh <laughs> but the you know what the crazy part is is that like the article is talking about how this Dem- her democrat opponent was paying the blogger to write these things about her yeah, that's weird. So it's it's again, it's the the left tactics. I'm not trying to be like holier than thou in the middle or on the right or whatever, but you're talking about the party, Chingo, of of tolerance, the party of the people, right, of the minorities, of the uh, of the downtrodden, right, the left, America's left, and they get exposed because it's like I thought y'all were down with Latinas and females, and I thought y'all were down with minorities, and it's like. Oh, wait, you never were. It was all a scam because y'all are con men. So post using Miss Frijoles, which, I mean, all the report, all the uh, outlets are calling it a slur. Personally, I also love Frijoles with a little queso fresco on top and shit. I can understand how some people would be like, that's kind of fucked up to call it Miss Frijoles. But anyway, use a slur. Uh, first appeared three days after Gonzalez paid out $1,200 to the McHale Report blog on June 24th for advertising services. The Democrats' Federal Election Commission finance report shows the blog has called Flores Miffy Holis 21 times since the check was paid. Campaign advertising uh, did not appear on the site. Huh. Well, so, you know, if, if, uh, if Myra's team does a good job of coming up with a way to, like, <coughs> to spin that, like, harness that energy. Like, I don't think a lot of people follow that little blog, but <clears throat> on the local level, maybe they do. Right. <coughs> and if they trying to brand you as something because they didn't call you that 21 times since they didn't cut the check then find a way to flip it to where it's gonna like bite them in the ass where they're gonna be like oh miss frijoles that's so awesome like yo i love that yeah. like i didn't know who she was at first because i don't follow politics but once i saw y'all try to call her miss frijoles then i started paying attention Hell yeah, just like everything else. Every phrase that they've tried to use has, almost every phrase, I feel like has turned into a positive thing for like Republicans running for office or anybody that's trying to like, you know, drum up some kind of uh, uh, light on, on some subject. What was the last one? What was the last one that they used? Oh, Ultra MAGA. Ultra MAGA agenda. If you, and then people start saying like, wait, so what does that mean? And it's like, you know, low taxes and you know, if you want to go to church, that's cool, whatever. And, you know, I guess I, don't, I really don't know what, what they mean by ultra MAGA. I don't know if it necessarily means like pro-life and stuff like that. But just the fact of like America first, make it great again. Stop sending our money every goddamn where. You know what I mean? Like we, I, I lost track. I think we're at like 60 billion. Sorry to bring it back up. Ukraine. Oh, God damn it, Ukraine. Imagine 
Imagine if they dropped off a billion in South Texas. Then people, they don't been forgot about them folks, bro. Like the border towns, obviously they don't really fucking care because the media really ain't down there showing what's going on in Del Rio sector and how many, uh, uh, like, for example, I used to be Mr. They Can't Deport Us All. So, I mean, arguably it's kind of like, okay, so you were for like loose borders and stuff, you know, but it's like for anybody who's still on that rhetoric of that victimization and all that, if you're still on that rhetoric, like I had to evolve past that because once you learn and realize that, Hey bro, every time you promote that, you're really promoting more drugs and you're promoting uh, human trafficking and they, they enslaving people. There's labor trafficking that, you know, they're, they're loose. These little kids are getting lost in the sauce. You got the rape trees and everything else. Not to mention the dangers of terrorists and I already mentioned drugs. So yeah, fentanyl and not to mention the national security aspect of it. <clears throat> but I would never like if some, like if my 42 year old self went to go talk to my 28 year old self and was like, Hey bro, this, they can't deport us all shit. Like it's cool that you're pandering and you virtual signaling. And, um, uh Oh, you there? Did I, did you lose me? No, no, I'm good. Oh, Cause a little low battery thing popped up and I didn't know if it, my screen went black. But anyway, if my 42 year old self went like the ghost of Christmas future and went talk to my 28 year old self, was like, Hey man, I know like it feels good because it feels like you're, you're uniting your people and you're standing up for something. And like, I totally get it. It's catchy. And like, you know, it's cool the way you do it, but you wouldn't want to be promoting drugs and rape. Right. And it, I'd be like, what? no, I'm not trying to promote drugs and rape. And it's like, you're not down for watching the country get destroyed by fucking, you know, MS-13 cartels and, and a jihadist, right? And it, I'd be like, well, no, I'm not down with MS-13. What are you talking about? It's like, okay, loose borders makes it to where you got an illegal dude raping a 10-year-old. Well, in that same... So oh, dude, I'll piggybacking off of that. So Jack Posobiec has been talking about this... Um, report and i want this is going to kick off thursday's episode so if you guys are still tuning in thank you sign up for patreon.com forward slash red pill or rockfin.com forward slash red pill to get the bonus content